episode 40. Can you believe it? 40 of the Press Pass podcast presented by the Press Republican with Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTemplio, Night Editor Ben Rowe, I'm Sports Editor Joey LaFranca. I'm excited for today's episode. I'm really, really feeling it today. I'm, I'm excited to get going, but Joe, how are you? Joey Matz, doing good. Ben, how are you? Praise the sun. Yeah, it's like nice out. Hawaiian shirts got broken out again today. I thought we were supposed to wear them on Friday. Yeah, but we can wear them. I can wear them on Thursday, too. Oh, true. <laughs> Joey know? has the Hawaiian shirt license. <laughs> yes, I could, let's just pull it off, whatever. But yes, no, that, I'm glad you brought that up. I just wanted to clarify that with you. We are wearing our Hawaiian shirts. I'll wear mine tomorrow. Okay, I, it's perfect weather. Yeah, and we will be tweeting a picture of it, or I will. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, it will definitely be on social media. So man, maybe we can like use that as a branding tool for the podcast. Yeah. Celebrate the 40th. Yes, to celebrate 40 the 40th. Weeks. So that's so, a school year, right? It's cra- Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy <laughs> we're at episode 40. In not that many weeks, we'll be doing episode 52, which will be one year of yes. like, Press Pass Podcast. Yeah. I listened to a little bit of the first episode uh, just to kind of laugh. We were painful to yes, listen to. So like I said, that's what we're going to do. Have we improved? Oh, yeah. That's what we're going to do on episode, on episode 52. I think I, said, I, think I said, uh, that's right, the... Press Republican is a podcast. doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, we got to do a reaction to our first episode on episode fifty-two. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was not that was uh, probably not our, our greatest moment. But we we set the bar low so we could steadily improve. I, no, I, that's the got, way we can look at it. We've got segments. We've got yeah. intros, outros, all oh, that good stuff. Oh, we got the we got the air horn. Yeah, when, when there's hot takes. A lot of good stuff going on. But speaking this, of segments, this this week is going to be a little bit of a looking back segment that yeah. that, uh, Wait, that Ben has to Wait, we got time stop. for that. Oh, I know, but I was I was going to say that's the main part. But Joe, I mean, you always have something, and I know we that's talked true. about something that oh, we're going yes. to mention today. Yes, we do. So I'm, I'm happy to say. So I'll, I will give you the go ahead. This is it quite be about food. This is breaking news. No, 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 no. To, this is breaking news no. to some. The last few weeks, month. Oh, I know what this <laughs> or is. So, <laughs> we've been having our bathrooms renovated in our house. Yes. Um, Dick Crawford of Crawford Construction has been there with uh, your buddy Joey. <laughs> yes. Tobiah to- Tobiah, Osborne. Or as I like to call him, Toby. Toby. Wait, uh, Dick Crawford, the bee guy? The bee guy. Oh, yeah. Interesting. He's a, he's, a, he's a very skilled craftsman, uh, carpenter, construction guy. He's an artist. Um, he's, he's been doing... Um, I've known Dick a long time. Because <laughs> um, uh, it was funny because my wife said, yeah, I, I looked around for contractors. I got this guy. I think he'll be good. He's coming over to see us. And he knocks on the door and I said, oh, it's Dick Crawford. <laughs> She's like, oh, you know? Like, yeah. So, and with, we got everything. New showers, new tubs, new sinks, new you got, toilets. You got the works. Yeah. And the new toilet, I finally got what I've always wanted, uh-uh. a bidet. <laughs> and he just installed it, and this thing is amazing. I'm telling you. I never thought we'd be talking about bidets on the pod. I'm 59 years old, and I'm like, how did I live my whole life without one? It's, re- it's so, so you told Dick, Dick. I need a bidet. <laughs> we got them uh, so installed in the toilet. It's life changing. It is. Yeah, it is. It's incredible. Uh, <laughs> this the seat is heated too. I'm telling you, you're gonna. <laughs> I mean, like you're gonna be like doing all of your proofreading of the 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 paper the next day on the can. Yeah. That's what you're gonna be doing now. I uh, mean, you're never gonna want to go. Comfort is king. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and the toilets actually speaking of that. 
toilet's a little bit higher. Yeah. So you do feel like you're sitting on a throne. How do you feel about TVs and <laughs> bathrooms? I feel like that's always no. That, that, that's, that's a bit qual- much. I, I I think that would be great though. Like if you want to really have a luxury bathroom, just a little monitor with a TV, you know. What if you're watching a game, but you got to get up and go real quick? Do you want to miss you, something, or do you want to have it right there just to keep keep tuned in? If you, know? you can see your TV from your bathroom, that's okay. But putting a TV in the bathroom, that's <laughs> that's a little too American for me. <laughs> I think I think that I think I think it's a great I think it's a great concept. Also, just bring your phone or, yeah, or true. hit pause. <laughs> hit pause. Yeah, that is true. We are in the days pause. of D- we are in the days of DVR and stuff. But Joe, I, I'm I'm very happy that you have your yes. your little bathroom set up. I'm now. making a note here for the Sunday special. This week, so this weekend's poll is going to have something to do with the bidet. Do you have a bidet? Do you like bidets? <laughs> Not like bidets. It's worth, I never <laughs> thought of it until recently. And then uh, I was reading something about it, and I was like, you know, that would be awesome. That would be perfect. And we're always trying to be ecologically friendly nowadays, right? Sure. So we're cutting yes. down the toilet paper. And yes, saving the trees. And um, like I said, I don't know how I live my whole life without it. It's one of those <laughs> things. It's like GPS. How do we survive without GPS? How do we survive without bidet? How well, do we survive without bidet? I can guarantee you not one person who tuned into this episode would have ever thought we'd be talking about bidets <laughs> to lead it off. But, you know, we've kind of prided ourselves on talking about very random stuff to kick off podcasts. We are a renaissance group. Here we are. Yeah. Also, very eclectic. <laughs> yes. Now that I think about it, te- <clears throat> toilet technology has not evolved that much in the past while. So 200 years. <laughs> before, and before we get going on, on your looking back stuff, I, I wanted to ask you guys one thing. Have you guys been paying attention at all to the Alex Rodriguez, Jennifer Lopez saga? They broke up, didn't they? Yes. But J-Lo is now back with Ben Affleck. Oh. Oh, yeah. I did hear Who was like that. a seven, you know, that was her, her uh, man 17 years ago or so. But come to find out, there's rumors now out that Ben Affleck was messaging J-Lo before they, she had broken up with A-Rod. Mm. That's breaking the man code right there. That's some, that's some, that's some dirty good. pool. Not good. And I mean, if anyone could do that, it's Ben Affleck. <laughs> no, but you know what I think, Jennifer, uh, and you know what I think uh, A-Rod should do now? I think he should call up Jennifer Gardner. That was Ben Affleck's old girlfriend. Jennifer Gardner. Yes. Oh, oh she's she the had? one from... Uh, she was in some TV show, wasn't she? Um, she was in. <laughs> she was in the movie The Draft. Yes. Yes. But I think what's that, in your wallet? She's in those commercials. I think that would be a great spite move. Just, just, just a troll. Um, you know, I, I that's some dirt. I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not really into all this Hollywood type no, of stuff, no. but it's sports related in a sense. And, and, and I, why? I was listening to it today on the uh, Michael K show. They were talking about it. So. And why is there this? Tremendous fascination with Bill and Melinda Gates. I, mean, I don't know what that's all about. Because they got a lot of money? I, I mean, Bill Gates is obviously a very popular person, but not in the sense of, like, rumor mill type of stuff. I mean, if he wants to get, uh, if, if his wife and him are being separated, I don't look at that as, like, groundbreaking news. In Every my opinion. day there's I mean, a story it's, it. You know, if you want to talk about Bill and Melinda Gates and A-Rod and J-Lo, I think A-Rod and J-Lo is a lot more polarizing than... You, you would think, but every day there's a story about Bill and Melinda's divorce. That's true. Well, what if um, what if like Bill Gates marries Elon Musk, and then there's a power couple? <laughs> that's that. <laughs> wow. a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. But Arod, you know, now separated from J Lo, goes out, just drops a cool seven hundred and fifty million dollars, and buys the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, I think he's doing okay. 
Oh, I'm sure they'll be fine. I think I think he's. Doing, I mean, I didn't we talk right. about a couple podcasts ago how A Rod was like the like ultimate house husband, where he just basically like let Jennifer Lopez bring him around? To like, <laughs> he pretty much <laughs> did. Like, yeah, he was just kind of the guy who was taking photos. You know, it is what it is. I'm not an A Rod fan, so I don't really <laughs> care. Also, Jennifer Garner was an alias. That's the show. Good show. Yes, so, you're yes. A, you're a, you're an Orioles fan, Joe. Yes, John I, Means. Yes, he's pitching very well. Yes, actually. he is. He's pitching very well. But it means to an end. <laughs> I literally only know A Rod based off his relationship to Jennifer Lopez. So. You never had heard of him before. Not that much. No. You, he was part of the famous headline that ran in the Press Republican. Yes. Well, there's oh. that too. Uh, that's not family friendly enough for the podcast, so we won't mention that. <laughs> it was very famous, though. But anyways, we'll talk about flashing back. Ben, you have yes. some you have some flashback stuff that you wanted to run through. And for people who don't know, there is a weekly segment that runs in the Press Republican. Look back. It's called look back versus. Flashback. Well, I call looking, I, I call back. it looking back for sports. We go back it's in time. It's kind of funny how the colloquial, like the public, knows that <laughs> yes. flashback. Like if I ever get calls, someone's like, "What about the flashback?" And yeah. Like, oh yeah, the sports flashback. Yeah. Um, but okay. like you go back, what you go, how, explain to us how many years it's you go the, back and you, we you go kind of go, go to, through local news in the old times. Yes, and the old days of <laughs> 1921. 1946, I always have to remind myself, in 1971, back to Jolo times. Well, <laughs> not quite, but we used to do, and yes. and we're hoping to again do yes. 25 As, years ago. I don't think we've addressed it in the podcast, but yes, technical issues, which got to love them, yeah. has um, trimmed the size of it this year, but again, we're working on that, so... But I'm just glad that we still have 19, way back 100 years ago, which I'll start with. So... We got a story back in 1921. Let me adjust my mask for best audio here. <laughs> Hector Lamora. Now, this is a lead. <laughs> this is a good opening to a story. Hector Lamora didn't have a, quote, pig in a poke, but he had a pig in a Ford, and he had that <laughs> Ford in Plattsburgh. <laughs> Mr. Lamora, who lives in Beekmatan, went out the state road to the farm of Ernest Fresh and bought a likely-looking shoat which I understand is an old-timey word for pig. Um, putting the pig in the seat of honor in the machine, he went about his business in the city and drove up to the post office. When he emerged from the building, the porker had vanished. A rent in the <laughs> curtain of his car solved the mystery of the disappearance. Also, number one, I didn't even notice that they're talking about curtains and cars. But um, He headed down Margaret Street, but no one had noticed a stray pig wandering down that busy thoroughfare. It is sure that this pig did not vanish into thin air. <laughs> if it didn't go home, where is it? <laughs> hmm. Um, I did not see a follow-up article in the week since that, so that, um, I'm not sure. So where. he lost his pig. He lost it. He went to the post office, and his pig broke out of the car oh, and my. ran down Margaret Street. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> which well, you would think if you asked around nowadays, if that happened. There would be photos all over oh, social media. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, there's no, the question, there's no question about it. That's good shoe leather reporting, though, because like that's a lot of details in that story to actually try and get that all to come together. It is. I mean, you learned where the pig came from. Yes. <laughs> what the guy how was do you, doing. How does he spell Lamore? Um, Mr. Lamore is um, L-A capital M-O-R-A. Oh, okay. Why do you know? Well, there used to be a John Lamore 
spelled differently mm-hmm. that worked here. It is the newsroom clerk for many, many years. L-A-M-O-R-A? Mm-hmm. I've always heard that pronounced Lamora. Lamora. Yeah, mm-hmm. not Lamore. Lamore was L-A-M-O-U-R-E-A-U-X. Yeah. <laughs> That's a French. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I also like the fact that, you know, um, nowadays, presumably if you were... Well, number one, if you're going to pick up your pig, okay, you know, you drive your truck over to the pig, um, <laughs> the, the farm. But then when you're heading home thinking, you know, oh, i got to get my pig back to my farm or wherever you was keeping the pig, um, why do you suddenly think, you know what, I'll stop and I'll check the mail real quick. Pig's in the car and <laughs> just pop in. Like, no, go straight home with your pig. Pig first. <laughs> I'm sure that was uh, going to be many meals for that family that's true that were lost out on that's true so time. so good for the pig for yes didn't a missing pig cause the whole start of the Hatfields versus McCoys that's true that's Famous true Luck- feud luckily that didn't seem to be the case here in Plattsburgh <laughs> but and then so that was 1921 that was all the way back in 1921 when cars had um curtains in them <laughs> or trucks or whatever uh, that's crazy. And that actually, there hasn't been that much um, craziness like that in 1921, which is weird for 1921. But one of the biggest things that's been going on 100 years ago from now is that Hollywood, before it was even invented, had come to the North Country. And mm. there were a lot of movies being shot around the North Country back 20 years ago. There was Blossoms for Plattsburgh which was a big thing the local paper was sponsoring and apparently was shot around here. And then also, as I think I knew about this before I read it, is that Ostable Chasm used to be a really popular movie spot. And that if you watch old movies, a lot of the ones that involve like adventures into the woods and rivers and that kind of thing were shot in Ostable Chasm. And I think they mentioned that if you go on the tour of Ostable Chasm. But, and I figured, Joe, you probably heard about that, right? Uh, yeah, Eastern, yeah, and, and um, fairly popular movie. Shoot I think location. in last week's look back, there was something about how Port Henry, yes, was also a popular movie mm-hmm. uh, filming site. Hmm. But then, as I understand it, in my own reading about it, is that the thrill of the draw of California and Hollywood is the fact that it never snows there, <laughs> so you can film stuff all year round. Whereas right, up here, it's right. like, oh dang, the winter's coming. We can't shoot any movies for six months out of the year. So that's kind of how Plattsburgh lost out as the movie central. But back then, yeah, again, that they had um, the serial thriller Hurricane Hutch <laughs> produced in and around Osable Chasm. Um, and so, yeah, what could have been if we didn't have so much snow? <laughs> imagine, yeah, imagine if Plattsburgh was a center for all movie Hollywood? making and stuff. That would yeah. that would be qu- that would be quite something. I would, also we would have a whole uh, bureau for, for for whole bureau for films and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's it's got pretty spots, but again, it's that yeah, it does get pretty cold. I also read that in doing a little research on this myself is that there's a book that I looked up um, that talked about the fact that they shot a movie near Osable Chasm. And they had a guy leap for, on a horse from a cliff into <laughs> the river below. And the horse, like, broke a leg. The, no, the horse was okay. The guy broke a leg <laughs> and didn't turn out so good for doing the stunt. And then I liked the book kind of added a little sarcasm and says, and many people said that with the magic film, you could have just shot a shot of the guy on the horse on top of the cliff 
and then shot a shot of the guy in the river without having to actually have the dude <laughs> jump. <laughs> yeah. Her. No, that's not that's cool. That's a risky stunt. <laughs> yes, you got to jump. <laughs> I don't want to just do a cut to he's safely in the river. We they were trying to make thing. it as realistic as possible. They were. I also don't think safety measures were <laughs> nearly as good. No, as it was probably more like, man, hey, go ahead and do this. I wonder if the stuntman, I wonder if they had a union back then. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 given how the guy reacted when he broke his leg doing that, I don't think so. <laughs> Was it even a stunt man? That's true. Yeah, maybe they didn't even have that for filming purposes. Just Bobby Joe, the <laughs> actor, just was holding up, get on the horse, and jump off this cliff. <laughs> <laughs> but then, speaking of no stunts, I'm excited for this one, is that we're going to hop in the time machine and go up in 1946, where... Injured several days ago when a BB pellet fired by a companion lodged in the tongue of David Moore, 13, of mm. 318 Margaret Street. He underwent an operation Tuesday night for the removal of the pellet. The incident occurred near the Bouillet Bakery on Margaret Street. Moore and his companion, Edward St. Louis, 12, of 112 Saley Avenue, were playing. Moore was laughing. The air rifle in the hands of St. Louis was accidentally discharged and the pellet entered Moore's mouth. <laughs> For several days, Moore did not suffer any serious results. Tuesday, however, the injury grew worse. Tuesday night, he visited the, uh, the office of Dr. F.E. Spencer, who performed the minor operation. Now, there's a couple things to unpack in that. Number one, I love the idea that Moore just happened to open his mouth up for a good laugh. And the, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shot, <laughs> shot me right in the tongue. Then, number two, That's is the painful. fact that... They mentioned that for several days he did not suffer any serious results, but suggest to me that little David and his family were like, eh, "Do you feel okay? Yeah, all right, yeah. all right. We won't take you to the doctors. You know, walk it off, walk it off." <laughs> and then it was only a couple of days later, they and I, I, I'm not feeling so good. Probably got infected. <laughs> did health? Did health? Does health insurance cover uh, BB guns to the tongue? <laughs> the tongue. <laughs> Or that just makes me cringe. You shoot your tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me cringe thinking yes. about that. That's and yeah, you're right, Joe. That probably got infected. Yes. And now that I think about it, maybe David didn't even tell his parents what happened until after like his tongue was it's turning quite black. Or something. <laughs> Why is your tongue swollen? <laughs> so what? It's you know he, yeah he probably had a trouble talking. Oh, Billy shot me with a BB gun. Yes, he told little Eddie. He shot me with a BB gun. He told little Eddie. Shh. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> She'll we'll take away. Yeah. She'll take away my air rifle. <laughs> <laughs> then, meanwhile, back in 1946, installation of traffic lights by employees in the municipal lighting department continued. Mm. Back when I imagine there weren't that many traffic lights in the city. Well, probably not. Um, meanwhile, motorists in the city began offering the embarrassed excuse to police that. The light must have just been put in there, and I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I swear, officer, the light wasn't there yesterday. <laughs> the age-old battle between law enforcement and motorists. Yes. yes. Police said that in such instances, the excuse was worse than none at all. <laughs> the lights are put there to be seen, Chief Clifford Fleming asserted. Though Superintendent of Public Works, Thomas G. Burke, admitted sheepishly last night that he had run through one of his own new installments. <laughs> Didn't see it until I, after I'd gone through it, he confessed. But police couldn't do anything about it. They didn't catch him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's that uh, Stuff like that makes me think of, like, scenes from the Dukes of Hazard 
where Sheriff Coltrane like drops a drops a light from a tree that literally nobody can see. It's like, oh, you're at a red light. <laughs> <laughs> also, how quickly were these things? I mean, obviously, again, the excuse is terrible. Nobody's got to believe that. But how wouldn't it be like at least a day of construction there on the corner of Cornelia, or especially Street? back then? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like, like you you go to bed and then you wake up the next morning. And, yeah. Oh, there's a police. <laughs> came to town once a week that's, that's true, true. Yeah, yeah that's a good point that's but yeah can point. you imagine just like you're driving down boynton avenue and then all of a sudden there's a new traffic light and like whoop, whoop. well it's like you know here the lights are in the middle of the road up high but you go to montreal the that's lights true. are on the side yeah, yeah I, I've, I, I, I've had trouble with that Way back when, when I first drove yeah. up there. Yeah, you I can't know speak a, to the design of them. It doesn't say hanging, so you might be right. <laughs> you want to know a tricky light in Plattsburgh? Uh-oh. Is the one by... It's not police. <laughs> is the one... No, because it's just like they're so close to each other. Is by Buster's Sports Club. Yes. Yes. There's yes. like back-to-back mm-hmm. lights. So I'll tell you I'll tell you why I say <laughs> that. I, 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 didn't have any, I didn't have any issues. I did everything correctly. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> During my driver's test, ah. I was headed up the hill past, what is that, G, is it G&G down there? Yeah, yes, yeah. the tire So I, I went up past G&G, I was headed up the hill, and this was literally during my driver's test, and I went through the first one, which was green light, mm-hmm. but then simultaneously, yep. like, it turned yellow. So I, when you're doing your driver's test, even if it's about to turn yellow, I stopped. Mm-hmm. And the driving instructor actually said, well, in this case, when it's yellow, you're actually supposed to clear the intersection. And I said, okay, but then I'd Where? be running a red light. Because <laughs> he wanted me to go left because I was just about to start doing parallel parking stuff mm-hmm. on some of the more quiet side roads as you're, as you're, near, as you're nearing like the oval and stuff like that. And you're I right. always think to myself... For now, I always think to myself in the future, like, well, I'm supposed to clear the intersection, I mm-hmm. guess. I, but, I mean, if I can guarantee you, I, could, I, w- I would have been wrong, quote, mm-hmm. quote marks, in, in either sense. Uh, either running the red light or stopping when it was yellow. I mean, what are you supposed to do? That is a tricky one. So mm-hmm. I figured it was a safer of the options to just not run the red light. Because also, too, if it was, if it, I would have sped up and taken the turn ridiculously fast and... I feel like there could have been more margin for there, but that, that is, is, that is the tricky. I think that's one of the trickiest lights in Plattsburgh. That is one of the things that when you're learning how to drive, doing driver's ed and whatnot, they give you tests where it's like if somebody is coming on this side and you're coming on the side, who is the right of way, et cetera. Yeah. Some of those can get pretty convoluted. So <laughs> yes. like, well, if there's a yellow light here, there's a green light there, but there's a red light in between them, Yeah. then... <laughs> also, it gets to a point, too, where, where you all, you're almost like, okay, if you're here and this person's there, who has the right of way? And it almost more sometimes becomes, well, is the other person being a, you know, a you-know-what? Or, or are you dealing with somebody who's a decent driver? Yes, that's of Because that's yes. what it can come down to, too. I mean, you want to talk about defensive driving, that's what you have to do. You have to uh, treat everybody yes. like they don't know what they're doing. Better, better safe than sorry. Yes, that is a funny one, though. Yeah. And I can only imagine what it was like when traffic lights were just being installed back then. <laughs> Surprise. Now, you weren't uh, taking your road test in your big old truck, were you? No, no. That I took my road test in my 19, when I had my 1999 Ford Explorer. It was white. It was nice. It was a nice vehicle. Oh, okay. That vehicle does not exist anymore. 
Speaking but, of which, no, I would. My God, I don't know. I mean, I could do it now because like I'm experienced. But as a new driver trying to parallel park an F one fifty, I don't think that would have gone too well. Yeah, unless you have the the feature that does it for you. Yeah, that that I don't think I don't know if I I assume some Ford vehicles do, but I don't. I I definitely don't have that. If you have a truck that size, you just push the other cars out of the way. Make <laughs> room for you. I will say the one disadvantage to having a truck is like sometimes you have to park in space in spaces where it's not as convenient, and you have to be a little bit further farther away from where your destination mm-hmm. actually that's is. Okay. But good walks, good yeah, for you. That's exactly it. I've been going for a lot of walks of late, so it's all good. But speaking of traffic measures, also 75 years ago, a new law recently enacted by the state legislature and approved this week by Governor Dewey is of importance to all motorists. I love how dramatic I got back. (laughs) The new measure, a school bus traffic law, provides that vehicles overtaking school buses must stop until all passengers of the bus are discharged or until the bus driver signals halted traffic on. So... Back, uh, well, let me see. The previous law provided that motorists approaching a stop school bus pro, quote, proceed with caution. The new measure is intended to protect school children on the highway at hmm. all times. So, the stop for buses law. My God, I feel been like a long time. I feel Good like to know. I feel like that's all like that. I feel like that law has been like had to be reinforced at times as well. I feel like just recently yeah. there was kind of like a big reinforcement measure to kind of like say like, hey, you have to stop until like the school bus lights go off and it continues uh, going on its Yeah, path. because when I was in school, I don't know if that was enforced at all. Yeah. At all. Uh, <laughs> it was the Wild West for general. What do you got? All right, hop out. <laughs> uh, well, my bus stop in high school was actually, I went to Eastridge High School, in the, which is in the town of Irondequoit. Mm. Right on the edge of the city of Plattsburgh boundary. And our bus stop... City of Plattsburgh boundary? City of Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, hell of a long bus route. <laughs> yeah. uh, and our bus stop was actually in the city, um, in a busy part of the city. Ooh. And um, it was on the same route as the city buses, the, mm-hmm. oh, the rg Daily Transports. And there was no dawdling. That bus came, you got on that bus, and it moved. You either got on or you missed it. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine the, the school bus drivers didn't enjoy, like, that area driving, having, no. having to drive in that area. No, and there was traffic everywhere. It's very, I don't recall any traffic stopping. No. <laughs> that has to be. <laughs> that, I mean, morning rush, everybody's trying to rush to work and stuff, and then you got a school bus trying to pick up, getting that. Yeah. That's, that's a recipe for disaster. But nowadays, um, oh, yeah, you better stop. I mean, they have stop signs, they have red lights mm-hmm. flashing. Oh, yeah, they do everything. Yeah. Um, but you also, you still get articles every year saying that, I mean, they even yeah. have, they have cameras nowadays that yep. can catch they you. Have camera, you and it's a serious fine. Yeah, well, uh, as it should be. Yeah, as it should be. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There, there's no question about it because there's, I, I, I can remember there, there are times where people just don't don't go by that law i mean mm-hmm. it's annoying when you get stuck behind a school bus and it starts and stops and starts and stops and you need to be somewhere that is really annoying mm, the kids are making funny faces at you yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that too um but things like that yeah that can be really frustrating but yeah it's important to like be safe around school buses and yeah especially now i mean because that's a big fine if you get in trouble that's true but very interesting so. to know that laws existed for i know it's, yeah so, yeah, so little David's lucky. His only thing is a BB in the tongue and not hit while he's getting up. <laughs> and then, lastly, for 1946, there is a minor epidemic 
on oh, the no. <laughs> lookout in Plattsburgh of the measles. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> For several weeks, a wave of measles has been passing through the southern part of the state. Dr. Adolf Schiff, health officer, one question of the matter, stated he felt Plattsburgh was probably due for a small epidemic. <laughs> due for one. <laughs> he did not expect the epidemic to reach portions that it has downstate. Uh, Plattsburgh has a fairly a fair-sized epidemic of measles amounting to something over 400 cases in the 1943-44 season. Now, Joe LaTemplio, if I, I don't have the timeline memorized, but measles wasn't an issue for your generation, right? Um, I remember it being talked about, um, German measles. Ooh. And, that just sounds worse. And, um, <laughs> um, I think we got vaccinated for it when I was a kid. Mm. I got vaccinated for a lot of stuff. <laughs> the measles vaccine was invented in 1963, so. Yeah. Well, that would have been me. <laughs> And I so, remember measles and mumps. Yeah, we had to get something for mumps. Measles, mumps, and rubella. <laughs> yeah, get yeah. all those three. There's but. a there's a show I watch, Brooklyn Nine Nine, where there's an episode where two of the characters get the mumps and they have to be quarantined. And one of the one of the one of the characters he just laughs because he thinks the word mumps is funny. <laughs> and uh, then they get like these goiters. I was gonna say yeah, so and, that's uh, when you get the, the huge. Hunk and they 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 things. name they name like their goiters and uh, <laughs> either the guy goes this is Balthazar <laughs> and he goes he's a blood spitting demon in my throat <laughs> no no of all the stuff yeah but to think that you know yeah we're probably overdue for an epidemic from now on whenever anyone mentions the word epidemic pandemic people will be like ah. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a culture it's a culture thing now like we're always going to rem- I mean like we're still in it obviously but we're always going to remember back then it's like yeah it's about time <laughs> did people say that about this pandemic though too well like, didn't, didn't yeah, they kind of say like were oh we were, we were due for one well we we had just time wise take away all the other rumors SARS in mm-hmm. earlier and then at 2009 was the swine flu yep and bird flu and they only lasted a week or two or that's a true weeks. and Zika yeah, mm. and, and, yeah. And, and well Ebola wasn't here really mm-hmm. But they were short-lived, and mm-hmm. I think at the beginning of coronavirus, a lot of people were thinking the same thing. Yeah. Well, it's a couple of weeks. And now mm-hmm. here we are, 14 <laughs> months later, 15 <laughs> months later. And it's still, it's still an ongoing thing. That, somebody, Unprecedented, did for you, sure. When it first started, did you think that? I didn't think that. I thought this was going to be, a, like, from everything that people were saying, I thought this was going to be a little bit longer term of a thing because of what had happened in China. And we saw how long that kind of A lasted. little bit longer, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, yeah, the fall maybe, but not yeah. the <laughs> impact it has. And I've never seen anything like, you know, we talked about this before, when the NBA, the NHL, everything shut down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like an uh-oh moment. That, that really was the night that the NBA was, uh, it was Oklahoma City and Dallas. No, Oklahoma City and somebody, I can't remember who it was. Oh, Utah, because it was yeah, Rudy Gobert on the Utah Jazz. And uh, <clears throat> that was literally when it was like, uh-oh, like now sports are being affected, like this is a big deal. That made it serious, and then that weekend all area schools closed, and yep. then we had a death, and game on. Oh, it, it was, was like, oh boy. I, I We'll never forget that time, but like for, as we as we get out of all this, it's something to think about and just say, remember where we were 
don't take where we are now for granted mm-hmm. and let things slip up. Yeah, but. thanks, Ben, for bringing up pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were talking about back then. But I also think is that it feels like, I don't know, it's probably my own bias, but when you read, like, news from back then, kids shooting each other on the tongues with BB guns, kids risking their lives getting out of the school bus, they seem to have a lot more just laissez-faire, just, eh, some kids will get hurt. <laughs> was it all? It's, not cool. it's true. I mean, I mean, the BB in the tongue was a bit extreme, but when I was a kid, we used to shoot each other with BB guns <laughs> and throw darts, darts at each other. Legitimate my, my darts. My friend got a dart stuck in his leg. Like, <laughs> like a like a, a plunger, sticky dart, or like a pokey. No, no, a real metal dart, dartboard. Just needle, right, right, right to uh, the right to the limb. We were playing darts, and he decided to run by while somebody was throwing, <laughs> nailed him right in the back of the leg. And, and you people pick on people for eating Tide Pods, and you were throwing darts at each other. <laughs> Joe, Joe is of the culture. Where like he said, it's like no, just throw the dart, and you have the hand up on the dartboard. No, I trust you. I trust you. And it hits you right square in the hand. Like always sunny episode all the time. But yes, and, and we yes. used to um, in, in our neighborhood, in the na- surrounding neighborhoods, there was a lot of development going on. Oh, and, no. uh, Contractors would come and build these houses, and at the end of the day, they would leave, and they would leave everything there. Oh God, the lumber, the tools, the nails. Really? Oh, they just left it there because, you know, it was a lot more trusting back then. <laughs> oh, okay. We would go and have a ball. No. Oh, these half-done houses. <laughs> <laughs> um, we used to, our, our fathers were like, I need a couple two-by-fours. Get up, go over there. A couple sheets of plywood. Um, and you ruined what was a trust system. <laughs> well, there was this, this is why there's no trust anymore in contracting. Probably. There was one house. It was Ricky Latuka's house. And they were building it. And it was a two-story house. And it was about half done. And um, Russell and Palazzari lived a couple doors down. And he put out a challenge. Mm-hmm. Climb up to the second story <laughs> and jump. They had a huge sand pit in the front oh, of the yard. And jump into the sand pit. So we all did it. We ran up to, climbed up to the second story, got out of the window, and you know, you look down, it's like, oh man, that's pretty high. And we did it. And I remember I landed with both feet, and my head came down, and my nose hit my knee. Oh my God. Really hard. Oh God. And speaking of that, I never went to the doctor, never told my parents. <laughs> my nose was like, mm. Well, I bet you I broke my nose. Did your parents <laughs> ask you what happened? I mean, because, like, you're, obviously your nose is Probably there. not. Uh, your parents, <laughs> oh, my God. His parents didn't know what he was doing out there half the time. I think I was only, like, eight or nine. No, yeah. no, no. But, like, I assume they looked at your face. Yeah. yeah. You wiped it off a little bit. And yeah, yeah. It was no mm. big deal. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jumped out of the second oh, story. Little, little, see, little see, Joe, Joe these, are the, these are the days that people want to go back to. <laughs> Just, like, juggled chainsaws. <laughs> Yeah, well, we had lawn jarts, too. The what? Lawn jarts. Jarts? What are lawn jarts? Google that, Ben. It was a a game where you... you, you I assume it's something dangerous. A round circle, you put it in the ground, and you have these long, like, spears. Yeah. And you throw them. Oh, yes. Try that. Okay, cool. They're banned. They're not allowed anymore. Yeah, I can understand. (laughs) I I feel like there might be a safety issue or two with those. So, you know, hearing that, I'm not so surprised about David and... What a, what, a, what a world back then. What a world. Hey, we survived. Well, yeah, I guess. 
it's true. You should get stronger from that. It doesn't kill you. Yes. <laughs> I guess I guess so. Well, I, I guess, guess so. that bring, that's actually a really good segue to hop in the time machine up to 1971. Yes. Before a full house, including many young people, the Common Council moved to establish a youth center in the city of Plattsburgh. Uh, the resolution authorizing a 13-member of the Youth Center Committee to negotiate a lease received unanimous approval from the Alderman President. Um, and then building its safety standards, which <laughs> back then, who knows what that meant. But is the, <laughs> I'm always fascinated about the idea that through the generations in, in Plattsburgh, it's always been the question of what can the kids do? And is the, you know, we got the YMCA, I guess, but Joe, what have you thought about like youth recreation? I mean, like back in the 90s and some of the lookbacks, they talk about how we got to build a skateboard park because all the kids are skateboarding now. <laughs> and like, we got to make sure they all skateboard in one place. And it's like, I don't know. And Joe can weigh in too. It's like, you know, what are the kids of Plattsburgh, where do they go like for fun? I mean, nowadays they home on their phones, but. <laughs> Well, what's the answer to that problem? I mean, I think gone are the days of kids just um, wandering. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> uh, gathering in their neighborhoods, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight kids together. What do you want to do? I don't know. Let's play this. Let's play that. The little rascals, <laughs> uh, or play sandlot baseball. Yeah, or mm-hmm. football. Yeah, or stick ball. Fr- I mean, if you you drive by a tennis court, you ever see anybody on a tennis court? No. No. People used to go to tennis courts. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, neighborhood kids, we used to have 10, 12, 14 kids in our neighborhood. Mm. You just wander out to the corner, and sooner or later, somebody else will come out, and yeah. you guys can do something. Those days are gone. I don't see that happening yeah. for a I, lot I, of reasons. I do have to agree with that. Mm. So we didn't really need organized places to go and organized no. uh, venues Mm. Um, but you know, <laughs> skate, skate parks are nice, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, for the kids and, you know, organized stuff. And again, I feel like the Y is like the closest thing nowadays that people have. It has a pool, it has activities, et cetera, that sure. kind of thing. But, but yeah, no, it's that I would totally agree is, um, that, you know, um, I grew up in Rebirth, so, um, my neighbors were like 10 miles away from each other, right. so there were like three kids, but we got out and we ran around and that kind of thing, but yeah, it's that the days of, you know, getting your bike and come home for dinner, that kind of thing, it's like, I don't know, um, I guess my closest thing is, <laughs> I always said is that like, Hey Arnold seemed like such a fantasy to me, but in that show, you know, the kids, they get together and yeah, they... On the stoop. Yeah. yeah, the stupid. Yeah. Yes, and they get around and they organize a baseball game in the middle of the street. And then whenever so a car comes, somebody else car and they get out of the street and then yes. go back yeah. to play. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> wonderful times. Well, my, da- my dad always talks about because when he grew up in the Bronx, that's what it was like. You would just go out, hang out with friends, that type of thing. And then at night, you know, mom would call you in and then, you know, stayed home for the night. Next day, you're back out doing the same thing. Yeah. Now, nowadays, you wake up, you hop on Twitter, and there you go. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it is different. Uh, like, my kids didn't grow up with, uh, I mean, they had some neighborhood kids, but they would, you know, it, but it was structured. It was like after-school daycare or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and they, yeah. Were out, they were outside, everything, mm-hmm. which is good. But, but, Joe, when your parents used to let little... Joey Latempio go out. He went to abandoned construction sites and <laughs> jumped out the second Jumped story. out the window. <laughs> Threw hammers at each other. And like I said, we survived. Yeah, that's um, true. There's, there's a certain, yes. There but, you to... know, obviously, 
with the way things are today, um, you can't let your kids out of your sight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a different no, generation. It's a different, it's a different mm-hmm. culture. Yeah, it really it is. is. Also, you mentioned skate parks. And mm-hmm. I feel that for some reason, I don't agree that it ever should have been like this, but skate parks sometimes had like a stigma to them, I feel like. And people are like, mm-hmm. oh, you can't be skateboarding. Like, go out and play baseball. Like mm-hmm. that, like there's nothing wrong with skateboarding, nothing wrong with rollerblades or anything like that. But I don't know. I feel like we're all riding bikes. Exactly, but like to to a generation, I feel like skateboarding and stuff like that had like a I don't know to some no. certain people they looked down on it. I for can some sp- reason. I can speak to that actually is the fact that having read articles in the '90s, skateboards were a scary thing for a lot of people back then because yeah, yeah there was a certain like um, punk culture around skateboarding. Yes. it's like. Oh, they're gonna skate on the library rails and like, you know, tag the city hall with spray paint. And there is there is something to go along with that, but like that's not the case for everybody. No, some kids just want to go fast on the skateboard, yeah, that kind of thing. And so, yeah, no, it's interesting. And I feel like someday, you know, I don't know, there will be something similar about like people look back and man, TikTok had a real like gangster <laughs> vibe about it, but it's not so bad. Yeah, that's I, I don't know. I think that's interesting. That's that's yeah, a, that's an interesting. No, thing I didn't expect about. a meditation on kids nowadays, but no. Yeah, times have changed. And then um but one last one is that um so nineteen seventy one Plattsburgh's Crate Memorial Civic Center mm. may be moving uncomfortably close to collapse. Not physical collapse, economic collapse. An official experienced federal funding warned Friday. Carl D. Hoffman of Port Henry told the press publicly he was concerned for the future of the project for two reasons. One, he has received a query from EDA about whether the city is united behind the center project. And two, he has seen a $4 million Glens Falls Lake George Sports Center project go down the drain because the two communities couldn't agree on a site for it. The same thing appears to be developing in Plattsburgh over the Great Project. So there was a time when the Great Project seemed dead on arrival, and since then its future has remained bumpy. Oh, it's been controversial its whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as we've seen, even before its life. And is the, it's yes, crazy. The, the, the location of it was an issue, is that um, people, as Joe was saying, you know, um, originally it was... Well, where did you say it was? Um, there was talk about putting it over in the south south side of the city, you know where Stewart's is on South Catherine Street. Mm-hmm. There's a section of the river there where they were actually talking about uh, where the river goes like snake-like yep. of diverting the river. Oh, God. Making it go straight so they could <laughs> clear some land to put the crate there. Yes, we ran a diagram in the look back article last year, I think, where they showed a diagram where yeah, you have the swoopy thing and then another one where it's like, no, we're going to dig straight here. And I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> They've got to rerun the center. The river. <laughs> <laughs> They're literally going to change the path of the water. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, but that didn't come to fruition. Oh, I feel like that was probably the smart decision because that's, that's even more money. Yeah, can you like imagine? Yes. Oh, talk about regret. Man, we changed the whole river for this thing. And, <laughs> well, and I don't think DEC would look too... Uh, uh, well, upon that. No. Also, no, in definitely not. <laughs> not to be a, an armchair developer, but I gotta wonder. You know, do you guys think would that location have been any more lucrative than where it is now? I mean, that's also a weird kind of. No, out I don't. Of the I, way. Don't think so. uh, <laughs> I think you can armchair and second guess this forever. Um, I think the it could have worked where where it is now mm. on the beach. I mean. 
beautiful site, uh, great access, a uh, lot of positives there. I think the way it was managed and, and operated over the years had a lot to do with it. Um, and I think I've said this before, I loved it as a hockey rink. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I first uh, started playing indoor soccer there, they still had the hockey boards up and stuff, and you could kick the ball off the soccer. Yep. You could kick the soccer ball off the boards, which oh, was really fun. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it was like a little. It was like you're in a man, like a, a full size ping pong. I mean, a, a pinball machine type mm-hmm. of thing. They've had a lot of different events up. They had concerts. In, well, that's uh, the thing. Is well, two things. One is that from what I've read and understand from different reports, it's too big to do certain things and not big enough to do right. bigger things <laughs> like host you know lady gaga or whatever in there. One, yeah. one thing one thing that i've always observed about the crate is the parking lot mm-hmm. makes it kind of an eyesore i feel like that's, that's a, i've always thought yeah it's kind if of there was some lot. more stuff around the crate i don't know if it would have such a bad optic do you, also, know I, do you know what I mean? Just a big gray parking lot, and then you have the building, and nothing just, nothing else around it, because you can't really see the water at right, the beach. Right. It doesn't really look that appealing. It has a vibe of just being there, like in the middle Imagine of the if the water and the beach was in front, and you could see it from the roadway. Mm-hmm. Do you think the crate would have a different optic? I think it would. I, I see where you're coming from. It's the fact yeah. that, yeah, that's kind of... It's not, you can't walk to anything, you can't walk to it in general. Yeah. You know, if it was close, if you could go to Stewart's and then walk down, well, can you walk to it? It's not easy to walk to it. Well, yeah. <laughs> and just, yeah. Um, but then my last point about that is that as we've talked about um, in Digital Voices, we do Monday get people's comments. We put up something about the crate and all the comments were kind of bittersweet is that everyone says, you know, I love it. I have so many great memories there, but it's just it doesn't work. <laughs> and so, I don't know. Yeah, yeah so the city's going to have a big decision on their hands. Yes. Um, whether to invest a lot of money in rehabbing it or invest money to demo it and then start from square one. It's, it's a, In my opinion, it's, a, it's just a sad situation because it's a lot of potential Well, there, the but. other thing is, and um, who was saying this, that uh, it's been there 50 years. Mm. It's run its course. Oh, uh, Steve okay. Peters was saying. Yes. yes. It's, mm. it's, it's lived its life. 50 years, okay, great. We got 50 years out of it. That's all well and good. Time to move forward. Cities evolve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could look at it as a missed opportunity in a sense, but in another way, when you talk about a building that's existed for 50 years, well, something must something good must have come out of that over that time. Um, there are a few buildings in in this area that have lasted <laughs> well, that long without it's major like, changes. This is like drastic comparison, but it's like the same. It's the same thought process. Like I can't. I'm not going to. I you can't talk about one with the other. But like Yankee Stadium, the old one, when they tore it down and they built the new one, everybody was sad about it to a certain extent. But then you have the new stadium, and everybody's like, oh, this is pretty cool. Now, but everybody's going to say, like, oh, there's so many memories at the old Yankee Stadium. How is the new one going to translate to it? That type of thing when, it's, when they went from 2008 to 2009 from the old to new one. And that's what I mean by saying I'm not comparing mm-hmm. Yankee Stadium to the Crate <laughs> Civic Center. But, like, it's the same thought, yes. pro- it's the same thought process. It's, so I think, I think that goes into the decision-making. Yeah. But you can't make, you can't make decisions <laughs> based on, like... Don't worry. 
What? The crate, the crate won't be as nostalgic. <laughs> no, no, I know. But it's, uh, you know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, it, there's there's the attachment to it, the memories yes. and whatnot that and people someone have. But I, I don't think, I don't think. I don't someone, think that's how you'd make a decision. Someone is going to have the gumption to pull the trigger and do something. Because right now it's just a, well, a, like you said, the a pile property, of nostalgia. There's a lot of <laughs> yeah. potential there. Uh, trick-or-treat on Safety Street was there. Mm. Um, they used to have tons of home shows uh, there. Uh, Donald Trump was there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah. So a lot of events were, it was utilized. Yeah, I got my first concussion there. There you go. There yes. we go. Somebody make a plaque. <laughs> this is where Joe LaFrance, how did you get your first concussion? Uh, somebody kicked me in the head. There we go. Playing, I got the plaque too. Playing, so- playing soccer. <laughs> no, and honestly, my favorite is the fact that uh, Plattsburgh Comic Con, which little Ben Rowe growing up was like, oh yeah. man, Comic Con, San Diego, California. That'll never come to Plattsburgh. And then there you go. And yeah. great was the place for that. So yeah, lots of memories, but it could there's lots of potential, I think, uh, is just They had a big card show, baseball, uh, sports memorabilia mm-hmm. show there. All vendors from all over packed it. That's really cool. Lawrence Taylor was the guest. Really? He came in. How the, long ago was this? This would have been early 90s. Awesome. He came and signed autographs. Wow. Um, um, at the crate. No kidding. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, good memories, but something's got to be done. So NFL schedule just came out yesterday, saw, by the way. I saw. Very excited. Yeah. It's, it's always fun to see the schedule come out, kind of plan things out a little bit. Yep. I'm hopeful for my Giants. <laughs> hopeful. So that is the that is the news um, NFL schedule in this year, 2021. <laughs> so we'll jump in the time machine and go back to the present. Yes. Um, just, just before we wrap things up, I mean, a couple of different things going on. Mainly one thing that I'm sure we can talk about briefly is the whole mask situation that's going on. CDC is saying <laughs> yep. ditch masks. Cuomo in New York is saying, hold on just a second. But, Joe, what are your initial thoughts? Yeah, uh, the state, uh, as the governor, as you said, it came out with a statement saying we always go by science and the facts. So we'll, we'll study this, the CDC new guidelines, and see um, when we or if and when we want to implement them, Yeah, um, which is fine. I mean, that's part of the course for New York. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I like the line in today's um, story from um, Kara about um, doctors talking about the vaccines and that kind of thing. And um, that there was a webinar where they talked about get vaccinated. But they said that when we reach, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know. Um, the herd, herd immunity. Herd immunity. Yes, herd immunity, peak vaccine, whatever you want to say, <laughs> is that there's no, once that number is reached, the once that percentage reached, there's no horns that are going to sound. There's no lights that are going to flash. There's sure. nothing that's going to say, yeah. all right, we did it. And so we're just going to have to feel it out. And I feel like with masks, that would be the same thing. It's that there's never going to be somebody... You know, God will never open up and say, okay, you can take off your mask now. <laughs> so yeah. You're just going to have to wait until you until you feel comfortable with it. So. Yeah, and I was just talking to Mark Henry a little bit before we came on here, and he said the county will abide by what the state says, mm-hmm. uh, naturally. Um, but there's, there's still questions to be answered. Um, but, you know, and if people, if it comes to the point where, the state says, yeah, okay, we'll follow the guidelines. You don't have to wear your mask if you're vaccinated. There's, if you're concerned, just wear a mask. That's exactly what you I was going to say. still do it. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I was going to say. I think moving forward, and I've thought this all along, we're just going to see some people continue to wear masks. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And please, like, if you see somebody wearing a mask and you're not wearing a mask, 
don't judge them. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to do. Right. And I mean, even before the pandemic started, I didn't see it much up here. But anytime I would go down to like New York City, for example, mm-hmm. you would see people wearing masks. Mm-hmm. It's just and it, at that time, I will say I did. I kind of found it a little weird because initially when I saw people wearing masks, I almost thought it was because they were sick. But come to find out more, you know, after a little bit more thought, it's more just out of precautionary type mm-hmm. of things. And I can respect that. And I think mm-hmm. that's the main takeaway is just respect everyone. If people still want to continue wearing masks in different scenarios, let them do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no problem with that. And obviously it has cut down on respiratory issues because how much did we see about it, colds yes, and stuff? It, it, mm-hmm. and, and now the only thing we need a cure for now is what do we do about close talkers? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's true. Hey, I was hoping... Hey, you might still have COVID. Cure. Back away. <laughs> I was hoping that this whole thing would cure that. But the close talkers, oh. the handshake sometimes, <laughs> different th- different things like that. Yeah. There, also, are, there are a couple of close talkers that I that I have oh, to deal with sometimes. Drives me nuts. Oh, they get right up next to you. <laughs> also, no personal space. One of the things I like about masks that I've learned is during the winter, masks are nice insulation yes, on your face. That's true. <laughs> it, like, yeah. it like solves the issue of how to cover your face without a scarf and that kind of thing. So, oh, yes. without a doubt. <laughs> See, a warm face. Now I got my warm toilet seat. Yes, we're, we're Joe, Joe, Joe just sitting comfy with his mask and his bidet. <laughs> all, all good to go. <laughs> And I have to say, I meant to say this before, how would you have felt now that your bathroom is under construction if some, you know, some youngsters back in the day, your, your, your house was just kind of being built a little bit and all of a sudden they just stormed your bathroom? I don't think you would have felt too good and, about and that. taking the, the, the nails. <laughs> they took my bidet. <laughs> no, no, Joe would have just gone, oh, those, those youngsters, those, those kids. Yeah. <laughs> not, not good, not good. Um, little sports update real quick just before yes. we wrap things up. I mean, we're 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 back to it, baby. I mean, there is everything going on. All high school sports are going on uh, for the spring season. You want to talk about uh, golf, baseball, softball, tennis, track and field, lacrosse, and also unified basketball, which is something that we can actually talk about maybe on a future yes. podcast a little bit. I think that's a cool thing. It is a cool. Um, thing. But yeah, everything's going underway. Uh, Plasterwork State spring sports are actually all done. Um, they are all done for the year, so that's that's already you know wrapped up and. Um, otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's just been a great time. Been out at a lot of different things, uh, staying very busy to say the least, but good to see that. And speaking of uh, Pottsburg State Sports, I just wanted to say real quick for anybody who missed it um, last week, I did a fun episode with the Pottsburg State women's lacrosse coach, Julie Decker. Um, it's about an hour long episode, and it was it turned out to be really, really fun. We talked about a lot of things, including like what her season was like. Uh, why she came to Plattsburgh, you know, what attracted her to the area. A lot of fun get-to-know-you questions. There was a big controversy about pancakes and waffles. Um, big controversy. Um, it resulted in um, Julie actually tweeted out the podcast link, and she wrote uh, hashtag Team Pancakes. So big uh, stuff that came from that episode, to say the least. I will say on a news sports side is sure. the fact that um, – I have a really appreciated kind of, and I'm sure other readers have too, seeing um, the local lacrosse teams like growing and that kind of thing. Like, yeah. I feel like that's the, for me, that'll be the takeaway from the sports season is like that they're newborn sports teams. Right. It's, right. it's <laughs> fun to see something grow from scratch. There's something to be said about that. And I also can appreciate the whole concept of, obviously, when you have some startup programs and stuff like that, you're not going to win right away. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so to see teams kind of know that, but they're still keeping the spirits up and just trying to grow as a program. And you that's learn awesome from your see. losses. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I've learned a lot about lacrosse. I think I've said this <laughs> on a past episode. I didn't know a lot about it. Tried to teach myself a little bit, and I've learned a lot now. It was interesting to see the Plattsburgh girls team play Salmon River. Yes. Um, Salmon River, which is pretty much the cradle. They're the juggernaut. Of, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Boys and girls lacrosse in this area. Um, Honoring um, the... Yes, the Native Americans. Um, mm-hmm. uh, long history with the sport. Uh, so that's great for the Plattsburgh uh, team members to get a chance to yes. experience that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think what's really cool about that, about the girls, pro, the PHS girls program right now, and the PHS boys program is really only two. I think they've only been existed for two more years. Right. Is you can see the steady growth, and you can see that things will, you know, get better and better. More wins will come with time, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting to actually kind of see this sport grow in, in this area because it really hadn't up until a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Um, and, you know, obviously the uh, Pottsburgh State had a men's lacrosse program. And way back in the day, Saranac did have a boys lacrosse team, yep. as did St. John's yep. and a co- maybe a couple other schools. We're talking in the 70s, though. Mm-hmm. So it was here for a little bit, then it kind of went away, and now it's kind of coming back again. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of here more now to stay because of a lot of club teams and stuff like that. But it's think, exciting. Do you think girls and women's field hockey will ever make a comeback? I I would say no, just because I don't think there's the numbers. Numbers-wise, yes. I, I just don't. I mean, I think already having lacrosse now has kind of maybe taken some numbers away from, you know, softball or tennis for that matter even. Um, but Capacity. I just, don't, I just don't think we have the numbers up here. That's mm-hmm. the thing. I mean, even down in Section 2, I don't, I don't think there's that many field hockey teams anymore. Field, yeah, hockey's, yeah. A fun, field hockey's fun to watch, though. Um, it's interesting. It's, it's, it very, it's very different. Um but I do, I do enjoy that. And the one thing about lacrosse that I always had wondered and I never really understood, sometimes when an offensive team will have a ball, the ball, they'll shoot it and it'll go out of bounds yep. and they'll get the ball back. First one in the line. If, but if it's a pass, the other team gets it. It has to be a shot yep. to get, for them to get the ball back. Lacrosse has some very weird rules. Yes, it's different. <laughs> yes, and also, too, the refs will sometimes say, oh, just step back into play. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, one last sports thing. Yeah. I would love a quick recap from you guys on the team bowling night you guys had. <laughs> oh, yes. That was very fun. So, Ben, would you like to Would you like to go ahead first? Um, yes. Is that... Um, we sh- I, I, we should have gotten the stat sheets. I would have put the yes. sports short together. <laughs> Number one is the fact that that was like the second time I'd ever been at North Bowl Lanes. And um, it's a great place. You know, great atmosphere, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Great selection of jukebox. Yep. <laughs> but then it was also the first time, well, my mom and I did a charity bowling thing like a couple of months before COVID hit. So it's been quite a while, and before that, been years. So, yes, is that, you know, I had to, I had to flex the old muscle at first. <laughs> but then the other thing is the fact that I learned that bowling with a mask is <laughs> an experience. So whenever I go, for some reason, my ears were flopped You need day. a bigger mask. I do, yes. Yeah. So that is one advice. <laughs> you got from, a big head. That is, that is some, <laughs> some pro bowling advice right there, is that if you got to go bowling during COVID, yes. get a nice, well-fitting mask so that when you go up, you don't accidentally toss it in the gutter just from trying to adjust your yes. stupid mask. <laughs> uh, but we we had a good time. Uh, I'm trying to remember what my scores were. I had a one, 
35 and a 123. So nothing spectacular, but I was just happy to break 100 in both wins because I hadn't bowled in about a year and a half. Um, and I also, prior, earlier in that day, Ben Watson and I golfed 18 holes. So by the end of the day, my arm was exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fernando and I had a neck-and-neck battle for, for, for last. For last. <laughs> if you were playing golf, you guys would have dominated. They had the lowest scores yeah. by far. <laughs> I thought he was an expert. See, this is what I thought, it, too. It was in the mask. If, he, I, if I hadn't had the mask, I would have been scoring so you know, 400. I was, a, I was four, 400. Yes, wow, 400. Amazing that you, in a series or a game, you could only score 300 in a game. See, this is the thing. I thought he went to states for high school. Yes. He went to states for something for like 11 and 12-year-olds. Yes. Oh, okay. So Just that's competitive. You peaked too soon. Yes, I you did. Peaked, you peaked too soon. You, gotta, you should have stayed with it a little bit longer. It's true. That's, well, but well, also, too, I bet he was bowling at Willsboro Lanes, which is a whole other element to bowling. Yes. That's that's a different alley. That's true. That's the, it's, a, it's, a di- it's a whole different ball game there. Yes. I was very I also, con- on that trip back from Syracuse, I had a terrible stomach flu, so that probably also <laughs> discouraged me from doing I that. I was part. also very concerned when Fernando Alba came up to me and said, how, how do I hold this bowling ball? He, and I said, uh, well, I mean, it's, uh, you, can do it a couple diff- you can do it a couple different ways, mm-hmm. but typically you put your, your ring finger and your middle finger in the two middle holes, and then you, know, you hold it with your thumb and you let it go. It's like, oh, okay. it underhand. And, yeah, and, or you could do the weird thing where people just palm it and spin it. Mm-hmm. That, that, just doing that, that hurts my wrist. Um, but yeah, I've, Ben Watson, I think, had the best round of anybody. Um, and but he faded at the end. He was on pace to almost break. He had to have a two hundred game, Ooh. and he faded. He faded hard. He choked. It oh. was. He had a turkey. Pressure. He had a turkey. Really? Yeah. Early on in the early on in the in, early on, in, I think it was in the second round. Wow. But the, then he kind of faded away a little bit. But we will have to get back out there. And you, uh, Joe, and myself, and, and Ben Watson will have to be out golfing at some and point the golf too. Course. Yes. And we'll bring Dan Heath. And we'll bring Dan Heath for a posterity event. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that'll that'll be very good. But no, it was it was a fun time. Good to mm-hmm. get out. And uh, the well, one I'm thing. Glad I, you guys had fun. The one thing I will say about. Bowling. I do not. I, I, I give everybody credit who does, and I, I, it's okay. Everybody can do it. I don't get eating and touching the bowling balls mm-hmm. without doing. Walk. Is the concession stand open? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you can get a hot dog. Yes, I saw. I, <laughs> I, I saw. Like, ah. people, there were. I, I didn't eat anything, but people who were eating stuff like there was hand sanitizer going around, mm-hmm. making sure. But like, I just when I'm at the bowling alley, I just bowl. I don't eat. Don't the, eat I don't, potato chips. No, no, no. I always, I, I was laughing though. You know how the air can come up. Uh, they have the little yep. air. Yeah. And I always like, to, I always like yes. do that because it look, makes me look really cool, and then I like just miss. So like that, always, it doesn't always Joey, work too well. The grease from the hot dog greases the balls. Well, you, if you know me, you know I'm not eating a hot dog though. So That's there's true. that. And one thing from Ben Watson and I's golf outing. I, I think I mentioned this to you, but I'll mention it for the pod for bragging purposes. I almost hold an 80, 80 yard putt. I literally eighty yards. Yes, or feet? ask no yards. Ask Ben Watson. I putted from eighty yards away. I was in the middle of the fairway. It was really low cut. I said, "I bet I can do this" because I wasn't tr- trusting my pitching wedge, and I got it onto the green, and it went right past the hole. <laughs> you must have hit it pretty far. I got, I got all of it. <laughs> got all of it. it. Went right through. But no, 
um that was fun that was a fun time but yeah uh any other closing thoughts before we wrap things up no that was a fun episode yeah very fun episode <laughs> but you can listen to this podcast on presspublic.com apple Podcasts, soundcloud you can also find it on our facebook page um instagram uh bio and we'll put it on the story as well as well as our twitter page but otherwise joe sign us off yeah one final shout out to town of plathrick supervisor michael cashman our <laughs> biggest fan sorry we didn't have you on again this week but we know you're listening this morning, and maybe soon we'll have him on. Yeah, we can have him on whenever. Just let, just let me know. We'll get him on. Uh, but anyways, thank you all for listening. We appreciate uh, your support, and we wish everybody a little week's side help.